0: Welcome to A Smarter You. My name is Hannah Belliacci, and today we're feeling love in the air. Valentine's Day has been a day for lovers to celebrate the joy between them, as well as people to celebrate the love between friends and family. But it got started for an entirely different reason. So how did we get from a bloody murder to a holiday filled with love, chocolate, and Cupid? And how does this holiday influence our idea of what it means to be loved today? To help us sort it out, we have Associate Professor of Philosophy and Religion, Dr. Stephen Dawson.
1: Hello. Glad to be here
0: and professor of psychology, Dr. Virginia Silke.
2: Hello, nice to be here.
0: I'd like to begin by discussing the origins of the holiday. Uh, there are different stories regarding St. Valentine and what exactly his story was when it comes to his association with the holiday of love. Uh, Stephen, from your research and study of Catholic history, what is the closest to the truth?
1: Well, it's, it's an involved story. Um, <laughs> uh, so first we'll say the, the name of the holiday comes from a Catholic saint named Valentinus who was a, a martyr meaning he was um, he was killed by the Romans for his religious beliefs um, and uh, he died in the third century CE and he was made into a saint by um, by the, the church in the fourth century uh, however um, his um, his feast day, which is February 14th, um, typically uh, at, the, at that time and then afterwards um, was associated with the coming of spring and with fertility, and there were a number of sort of folk um, practices that became attached to, um, to his feast day. And there's speculation that, um, that there's a connection between... Valentine's Day, or the feast day of Saint Valentine, and an ancient Roman festival known as Lupercalia, which was a um, fertility festival that took place in February between February 13th and February 15th, and uh, and this was a uh, this was a time of of cleansing, and of purging, and of getting ready for the coming of spring. So it's sort of like our idea of spring cleaning. And, uh, and in, even though there's, there's no um, hard evidence that would connect Valentine's Day with this ancient Roman festival, it's, it's interesting, at least to me, that the same pope who installed uh, Valentine as a um, as a martyr and a saint, is the same pope who um, was able to have this um, Lupercalia uh, outlawed, and and one way that um, one way that religious traditions uh, extinguish older traditions is they, um, um, in terms of the calendar, they'll establish their holidays on top of. Um, the the dates or the times of the year when older um, um, when older festivals and holidays and so forth took place, um, much in the same way that the the Christian church in Mediterranean Europe um, would often um, build churches on the sites of um, pagan temples as a way of erasing those older traditions. So it could be that what we have is. We have a fertility festival that persisted into the Christian era via folk practices, was given the name of a Christian saint. and then in the 14th century uh, began to um, began to be uh, this this time of fertility in spring um, was... Um, Immortalized in a poem by um, by Chaucer called "The Parliament of Fowls," and it was a um, a poem about how in the spring the, the the birds and the other animals go to this particular place and they find their mates, and it's this um, uh, sort of um, lovey-dovey kind of event. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a poem that was written to um, commemorate the marriage of king richard the and Anne of bohemia and so from here on there was this connection made between valentine's day and romantic love and sending um, messages to your beloved and you know finding that significant other and so on and so forth and then in the 19th century, uh, it became um, through um, uh, through the development of um, you know like mass marketing and um, the ability to uh, to print um, like mass-produced cards and things like that. It became a, a holiday for the masses, as it were, and. Uh, and, and, and around the beginning of the 19th century to the middle part of the 19th century is the beginning of the uh, Valentine's holiday as we know it today.
0: Uh, what you say about the origins of the holiday, kind of ironic just because it started out with the Roman ho- uh, fertility festival. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very intimate connection between people. And mm-hmm. then as religion kind of took over, it was more so the celebration of spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it put, and. As you were talking about like in nature these lovey dovey kind of connections i feel Mm. would um kind of equate a little bit to well i guess what i'm trying to say is that in a more religious perspective like being intimate before marriage is kind of like looked down upon in those Mm -hmm. sense but if in the festival in the way that you were kind of explaining it did you say like would people not care about that kind of thing
1: back then well, it wasn't so much focused, the, the Fertility Festival wasn't so much focused on human beings as much as it was focused on domesticated animals and fields and, um, and certainly um, um, you know, like having babies and things like that. It wasn't so much, uh, the emphasis on fertility wasn't, there wasn't really the romantic sense that comes in later. Um, it, was just, it was more just about reproduction be it plant, animal, or whatever.
0: Okay. Um, so with Valentine's Day, uh, with with this new uh, idea of romance involved, mm-hmm. uh, com- contemporarily there's the expectation of material gifts. And so while gift-giving is one mm-hmm. way to show appreciation, people kind of have expectations from their significant other uh, when they don't get anything on this day of love. Uh, So Virginia, how does materialistic expectations that Valentine's Day gives um, affect couples and their relationship?
2: It really depends on the couple and where (laughs) they are in their relationship. Um, There's a lot of high expectations. And if you know your partner's expecting something, right, it's harder to Figure out exactly what that could be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of what happens is if you're in a good, healthy relationship where you communicate, then your partner knows your needs and knows what you expect mm-hmm. on that day. Um, but if you're on rocky ground or if things just aren't quite right, um, it's a time where people make some big decisions mm-hmm. um, based on what they do and don't get. So the idea is if you're, if you're, in a relationship, simply because you want to be in a relationship on Valentine's Day and get the roses and the flowers, that's great. Um, and all of those superficial things can exist. And, and it really is just a hallmark, right? Like hallmark has really just taken it over. <laughs> um, but if you're in a solid relationship, it's a day to remind everybody how much they're loved. But if that isn't a constant in the whole relationship, it's not, um, it's not good. It leads to a lot of social comparison. Um, and that's where people go wrong um, in the if I'm looking at, you know, if Steve's girlfriend or wife, I guess, wife, um, uh, does something really elaborate and that's all I've ever wanted. And then I look at that and I think, oh, well, he got that amazing gift. My partner must not love me as much. But maybe it's simply that I just never expressed what I what my thoughts about this holiday were. So instead of
0: comparing yourself or your relationship status to kind of what other people are getting, it's more so focused on, okay, how can we build off of each other and connect or communicate more with each other about what
2: we want from this? Yes. And I mean, and then that works out for every holiday and every other thing, right? Like if you actually know your partner and know their expectations and wishes and desires, you can make that happen all the time, not just on this magical um, pretend holiday.
0: Hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like most of the time like if someone doesn't get a gift for something then it's like you don't appreciate them but there are small ways to show appreciation it doesn't have to be on a given day like you can texting somebody uh like at the end of the day like uh let me know when you get home safe like that's also a sign of appreciation i feel like nowadays because we're surrounded by so many like our generation especially is so used to instant gratification with like Amazon Prime and just sort of like getting things whenever they need it uh, and it's convenient for them. And it's very much minimized the idea of basic communication between people and just talking to the person that you love or the person that you have a relationship with can also just mean that they care about you instead of anything like that yeah
2: i would rather they care about me enough to get the 75 percent off chocolate like two days later
0: (laughs) financially yeah i was gonna say if my if my
2: husband like right it's a good financial choice it's a good um it's a good way to remind somebody that i love you so much that i can wait Mm -hmm. (laughs) until everything's cheap
0: (laughs) for your own financial security (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um so, Valentine's Day is mostly fo- focused on love between two people, a single unit, uh, no matter its composition. And uh, But how does this holiday affect the mindset and mental health for those who find themselves alone on this day for lovers?
2: Well, it's interesting, because when you think about when you were a child um, and you made your Valentine's boxes and everyone in the class got everyone else a Valentine, right? Like So it really didn't turn into this weird couples thing until late until you get into like seventh and eighth grade right and so right around the time that you're learning about sex ed and what people should be doing in relationships (laughs) suddenly it's valentine's day and everyone assumes again these high expectations but so yeah it was it used to be a celebratory of friends and everybody um i think we should bring that back
0: i feel feel like it still can be like now i know at least February 15th is known as like Galentine's Day. Um, and not, maybe yeah. not as like a national holiday, but it's still there so that you can show appreci- appreciation to your friends. Um, and love, like the ancient Greeks, they had like four different categories, oh. uh, as we mm-hmm. all saw on that Super Bowl ad <laughs> for the insurance. But um, they had four different categories of love, so it doesn't have to be very intimate and romantic. Like it can be very much with your friends or um, if you're by yourself, like self-love, that's a thing. That should be promoted more. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I think yeah. a lot
1: of it has to do with the it's it's a holiday that's been commodified, mm-hmm. and it's been commodified primarily for um, for couples. Um, so the stereotype of the the bouquet of roses and the box of chocolates, um, and th- but it hasn't been really been commodified for for other groups, you know. So maybe that would be one way to sort of open up Valentine's Day, <laughs> is is through marketing.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. S- s-
1: since it is a sort of a marketing <laughs> holiday anyway.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about how many how much more money companies could get if they would market to everybody and not just right two like you people. Don't right. Just, yeah.
2: <laughs> Spread all the love to all the people. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, since we're talking about love and we're talking about Valentine's Day. Uh, how it's rooted in religion, at least. Um, Mm -hmm. How about uh, religious influence on love? So, a lot of religions have influences from pa... pa uh, I can't speak, so sorry. (laughs) Many religions have influences from patriarchal culture, where men dominate and have a final Mm -hmm. say. Um, But a lot of people who are religious are also interested in more equal relationships. So, how can someone use their religious belief to buck the stereotype and build a healthy, equal relationship? (laughs)
1: Well, probably the the first question that I, that I would ask would would be which religious traditions are we talking about? Because Valentine's Day is mostly a, a a Western and predominantly Christian phenomena. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, even though the the even though the name of the holiday comes from the Christian tradition, uh, much of the other parts of it come from. Um, sort of the the pagan or the Roman traditions, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like Christmas in that respect. Uh, yeah. Sort of the part of it comes from Christianity, but a lot of it doesn't, and it just gets sort of all blended together. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for Valentine's Day. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, so looking at it from that from that sort of old Christian perspective. Um, um, love is, you know, love has always been something that the Christian tradition struggles with. Um, you know, it's, it's more interested in, in sort of spiritual or platonic kind of love, not, you know, not romantic love. And it seems like the romantic love sort of comes, you know, comes later and it comes from outside of that tradition. Um, and then, you know, and then religious traditions generally try to domesticate uh, love and desire through the institution of marriage. So, um, so I guess you could say that, you know, you could, there's like a sort of a subtle undertone of, you know, since it is focused on couples, you know, maybe religiously the, the ideal would be a married couple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As opposed to just a, a group, you know.
0: I don't, I don't know, I was just thinking, the idea that i had behind this question was just because i know well growing up um i come from an islamic background and a lot a, a lot of the time like my parents personally they taught us that like you respect one another you get you get everything like you're winning your team like that's how it works but as we were, I was going to like Saturday school versus Sunday school. But um, we 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 would learn that a lot of the a lot of the religious rules was was like men um, basically having the final say, and that a woman couldn't do anything unless her husband gave her permission. Um, and so I know that there are a lot of parallels in Christianity, at least, and in early America, even that the women's role was t- was typically to stay home. Um, a lot of the ads were like uh, were targeted at women, like house products were targeted at women, saying that like, oh, it's a a jar so easy to open a woman could do it, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So my perspective is just sort of like, how can we, for people who still have those kind of um, beliefs that a man is the one who has the final say or a man is the stronger uh, in the relationship, how can they kind of, not necessarily tone it down, but make it so that they more so respect um, their partner or whoever they're with.
2: As an equal? As an equal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> don't well, be a jerk. Like, I don't, like, like there seems, yeah. like, very simple, like, don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, and then you could also maybe invert the, the sort of the traditional scenario where the, 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 the man is the lover who's pursuing the beloved mm-hmm. um, and turn that around where the, the woman can pursue the man. And can initiate, you know, can be the one who gives the flowers and the candies or whatever. When is that going to happen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we definitely live in a day and age where it's possible. <laughs> yeah. It would, yeah.
1: yeah, one day yeah. in a new one, world. That yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> when, when it <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. And relationships have de- definitely like evolved from the original, like, man-woman, like, is a couple and mm. marriage and everything. And now there are so many different types of relationships that Mm -hmm. I feel like we could all benefit from either learning from one another and just it doesn't have to be or religion doesn't have to be a big factor that you push outside of people but more so an inward relationship where it's like the way that I think of it is that religion is supposed to be a very personal relationship between you and God and so there's no there's no reason to say anyone's love is wrong Mm -hmm. in that sense Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of like my that was my thought process and trying to make this question so that like um, not only can you love your partner equally but also you respect the other kinds of people around you
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of necessary yeah because
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're all working together we're all just trying to be here
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah if a, again if a girl wants to give me flowers like let's do it <laughs> mm-hmm. like. I mean, free flowers. I mean, (laughs) flowers die and the whole problem that they're like, you know, encased in glass until their last dying breath. But other people enjoy flowers. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly. Um, So to wrap things up, I just want to hear your opinions on this idea. Just a thought experiment for fun. Um, But if couples would want to celebrate Valentine's Day with homage to its origins or just true values, uh, what would their day look like?
1: It would be a welcome to spring day, so maybe <laughs> um, um, uh, sort of an egalitarian splitting of the chores and cleaning the house. Anticipation
2: uh, of some sort of physical interaction later.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, and then, you know, in, in, in blending these different traditions, uh, we could have a date night uh, with a, a meal out, um, and depending on the, the likes and dislikes mm-hmm. of the, of the of the couple, there could be you know there could be the traditional candies and flowers. There could be other things. You know, it could, the the gifts don't have to be standard. Um, and then it just could be a very a very nice time together and a sort of a looking <laughs> ahead to uh, spring. Like a nice euphemism. It is, yes, that it?
2: was a nice euphemism. Like,
0: yes, you know.
1: just a nice time together. together. Yeah
0: kind of like a reset button on everything that's going on like oh
2: that's a lot of pressure <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. but yes uh okay well that's all the time we have for today virginia Stephen, thank you so much uh, for joining in the discussion uh and to all our listeners we're glad that you came Be sure to subscribe to A Smarter You on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Is there a Lynchburg professor or alum you'd like to hear on the podcast this season or a topic you'd like us to tackle? Email ucm at to let us know. Until next time.